Quiet, please. Quiet, please. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper. Quiet, Please, for tonight is called In the House Where I Was Born. Another year. Another year, and I've come back to the house where I was born. Every year I do it, just before decoration day. It's pleasant Everybody ought to go back once a year to the house where he was born. Just look around and remember. And then came from. The house where I was born is old. Then the old porch is gone. The big bay window where I used to sit and watch the snow one winter afternoon. And the wooden steps go straight up from the sidewalk to the big double front door. The house was painted red when I lived there. Red with white trimming. There was a big caladium plant in the front yard. Elephant ears, my grandmother used to call it. You remember those things? My brother and I used to pull them and make umbrellas out of them. Grandma's jaws till our ears hurt. Can't even tell now where the caladiums were. And the old woodshed that two generations of us have carved our initials on. I remember CDO, 1884. And my brother's initials, 1905. And all the others. That's gone, too. And there was a dog, little brown and white fox terrier. Her name was... Uh, Many years ago. Here was the living room. The sitting room, we called it. The round oak base burner with the isinglass and the doors, where the cook, the couch table with the cracked marble top where the lamp sat, the round lamp with the yellow silk shade, and my brother and I reading the highly maze and wishing we too could be big league baseball players. Then on a spring night like this, Mother, sitting at the Rosewood organ under the big spring battle hymn of the Republic, and there'll be a hot time in the old town. But the Spanish War wasn't so long ago. Then my father, Sergeant Major, hadn't come back from Sycamore. And the scent of white lilac, the scent of white lilac whiskey was his pride, is long gone. But I can smell the white lilac tonight. They put down the year I started the school. Over the old room, a glow comes slowly to life. And there, carefully across the Brussels carpet, 
friends. And I'm the little boy who looks up at her and plucks at her dress and begs. Mama. Tell me a story. What shall I tell you about tonight, son? Isn't it almost time for bed? Very fresh, Marty. Well, let me see. The Saturday Eve at Jumper Hill, where dancing in the morning of the hill. And this is midnight Lear had made a dark, monotonous little thing. What's morning of the hill, Marty? Why, it's a little book, a little treat. Very up in Scotland and Scotland. Where Roger Dooley? Well, why did they call it
Swedish restaurant. Then, still in the concrete sidewalk at the foot of the steps, the prints of my two shoes that I could span with a hand. Then my initials. And the date. 1901. And I turn away from this house where I was born. For I have not done with my homeward journey yet. In the house where I was born, there is not one stone upon another. For the path of war led across its dooryard. Then destruction followed for all the people who dwelt in it. But the scent of lilacs is strong in the evening air even here. And before my eyes, the scene of desolation dims. And the house where I was born lives again. And it is a spring evening... There seems to be music in the air. And I feel happiness again as I felt it that night when I first brought home my bride. What was her name? Have I forgotten? Carry me across the threshold, my love. <laughs> oh, darling, <laughs> this is home. A fine home, a wonderful home. My people have lived here. Since the Thirty Years' War, you have told me that. <laughs> uh, they don't build houses like this anymore, my love. See the wall. And the stone from the quarry over there. And the mortar. Why, there's my great-great-great-grandfather's blood in that. I know. He drew blood from his own arm and spilled it into the mortar so that there would always be something of him in the house. Well, it was also a charm, you know. Uh, the witch woman. I know. He paid us three silver pieces to tell him what to do to make the house stand forever. Well, how do you know so much about it? You have told me so many times. Oh, so I have. And real glass in the windows, too. And the straw with a hand-painted tires. There's not another one like it in the whole village. And it's ours. And we'll take it to America when we go. Oh. Dearest, do you really want to go to America? Why, of course I do. You do, too, don't you? Could we not be happy here, we two? Well, we could be happy anywhere. But... In America. Oh, no. We will be rich and I'll have two dresses and someday we'll have a motor car even, but... But what? It is so so far from this house where you have been born in and where I hope our children will be born. Then the scent of lilacs is strong again in the air as the voice of a beloved woman fades away into shadow and forgetfulness. And the house where I was born is swallowed up in the night. And I am alone again. And the house where I was born is a dobe shack somewhere in the Texas panhandle. And the wide plains of the west stretch away endlessly beyond it. Now the corral gate is broken. The bunkhouse roof is gone. Horned toads squat on the decrepit porch where I played cowboy and Indian. I look above the door. Then the brand is still there. The brand that looks in the early darkness like rafter A, but might be two up and two down or a running W. 
And there's a dry, dusty smell about the place. And an echo of almost forgotten songs quivers on the air. For the Chisholm Trail went past our place, all the way from Belton up to the North Fork of the Canadian Abilene. I've seen white-faced ballers by the thousands go past our gate. Heard the riders' voices in the hot noon, the long, moonless night. Thank you. 
Then there was a day on the ranch in the Texas panhandle when a tall young man in Levi's and high-heeled boots saddled and bridled a horse, said goodbye to an old man, shook hands with a half-dozen cowhands and a Mexican cook, rode away toward the railroad that was to be the first lap of a long, long journey. And I remember I turned and looked back at the house where I was born. And someone was singing an old song again beside the walls of stone mortared with the blood of my great, great, great grandfather. And in my arms, I hold a weeping woman. Don't go. Don't go and leave me. But it'll be only a little while, my dear. Only till I can earn enough money to send you. I'll never see you again. Oh, but you will. America really isn't so far away. We've been through all this before. Now be reasonable. In, in six months, a year. Don't worry. Let us stay here, both of us. This is our home. This is the house where you were born. Look at me, love. I love you. It will be such a little while. You will come to America. We'll be so happy. And so rich. It's such a little time to wait. You know it is. I love you. And I kissed her. And I went away. And I have never again seen the house where I was born, except in dreams, dreams such as this dream tonight, when the ruins lift and form themselves for a little moment in the darkness. She came to America, and the day she arrived, I was drafted. I was never able to find her again. But then, she was never able to find me. In the house where I was born, there is no memory left of me, only the two prints of a child's shoes and the concrete remain as a memorial that I once lived. The house where I was born has forgotten me. And the house where I was born, where my little brother and I played in the Caladium bed, it has almost forgotten me, too. There is a pack of yellowed letters somewhere in the house, lost behind a beam in the attic, maybe. A pack of yellowed letters with 
soldier's mail in the place where the stamp should go. And my name and an APO number in the other corner. The letters are full of names like Albert, Le Somme, Chateaucourt, Dead Man's Hill, Consonvoy, Brabant. Names like the faded letters on an ancient palimpsest, obscured by newer names written over them. Omaha Beach, Baston, Okinawa. They are all names of places where men have died. And one day, they'll all be forgotten. Please, God. I remember one of those names, those first names. I won't tell you the name of a town, a clean little town it was once with red-roofed houses, a dirty shambles in October 1918. I couldn't hear the shells from the 77s bursting in the streets. I couldn't hear what the chaplain was saying to me. I could just see a dirty-faced man in a helmet moving his lips as he bent over me. It was very quiet and very lonely. I didn't even hear the shell that killed him and the other man that was standing alongside him. It was quiet for a long, long time. And then I heard a little boy's voice. And I said to myself, Why, I'm home. That's my voice. That night before decoration, so many years ago. And it was. What shall I tell you about it, Sleep of death is not so very deep. 
Lately the spring has come. And yesterday a tiny root of some green thing has split the stones apart wherein I lie. And its tender questing fingers seek my hand as mine sought flowers on some yesterday forgot. Above my head, the hushed clang of arms, the measured tread of sentinels that guard my bed, forbid me sleep. My face is dim in eternity now. But once you knew me, perhaps you wept to hear that Sergeant Death had spoke my name. Is it you that I hear through the dust, or my brother? Is it your little song that I hear, or my mother? I, in my tomb of marble, I, in my tomb of stone, I am the chief of them all. I am the chief of the dead. I died, and dying became a mystery. To every mother, her son, to every brother, his brother, to every soldier, his comrade. I, the chief of the dead. I was content to lie here masked in uncertainty, having the homage of all of you here in my marble tomb. I was content, I say. And yet now spring comes again as I saw it once before that day I died. Is it your hand that rests on the stone? Oh, my sister. Is it your tear that falls on the stone? Oh, my wife. I hear the trumpets now. The volleys sound. The sabers flash against the sun. I may not know. I may not rise. I have my duty here alone. I, in my tomb of marble, I, in my tomb of stone, I am the chief of them all. I am the chief of the dead.
type story, except the principal one was completely fictitious. Don't think stories fall below fifth level. And so until next week at the same time. Quietly yours.